Welcome back to another Husky Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Zach. This time I got my brother, Matt, joining me. Um, got the dual threat today. So, we're not even going to talk about last week. Let's move on. Um, Michigan. We're recording live in Ann Arbor, just outside of Ann Arbor, in Ypsilanti. Where the, where the hell are we? I don't know. Ypsilanti, something like that. I don't know. But um, we're here. We're in Michigan. Here to see the dogs. Going to the big house for the first time under the lights. ABC Saturday night should be fun. Um, let's get into it. Uh, what do the dogs need to do on defense to be successful against Michigan? Well, I think first thing they need to do is I'd like to see actually some more plays from the defensive line this week, right? So we didn't see it last week, and we we're talking about it on the way up that you know I think it was hard for the DNs and D line to really get pressure on the quarterback because last week. You know, the quarterback from Montana, was he wasn't sitting in the pocket long. He wasn't looking to throw the ball downfield. He was trying to get it out basically as soon as he caught the ball. And if he wasn't doing that, he was running. So as we looked at, you know, as you looked at them playing last week, they looked like they were sitting in kind of more of a uh, uh, contain style approach as it went to the pass rush. So this week, you know, we really need to see – I think you need to see Savvy or you need to see Bowman. Um, great if ZTF was back, but I can't imagine that's the case. But, it'd be wishful. It'd be nice. Yeah. I'd love to see Savvy or Jeremiah Martin or Braylon Trice or Bowman, one of those guys, start to get pressure. I did like, actually, they did the uh, 4D linemen, 4DN set, I guess you'd call it, or four outside linebackers, whatever you want to call them, sets. Last week where it looked like you had, you had what, Bowman, Savelle, Jeremiah Martin, and Braylon Trice, yep. I think all on the field at once a handful of times, which in obvious passing downs, I think that makes sense. Still kind of think you need to throw in – Jeremiah is pretty big, but you should. I think you need to throw in a Fatui Tuitele or one of those guys in the middle to kind of soak up blockers we, and be that push up the middle. We need edge pressure yeah. from our base defense, from our base front, with yep. our two big D tackles, our big two run stoppers in there. Those guys need to be better about pressing the pocket, you know, pushing the front, the, the guards and the centers back into the quarterback's lap. Yeah, they did not do that. We're not getting the edge is just not there, and that's that's going to be big. Um, the Huskies do not get pressure on the quarterback. They're, they're, they're going to be screwed. Yeah, you can't let uh, his name McNamara sit back there and throw all day, right? Yeah. If he has time, he's going to pick you apart. He's a and good enough quarterback that. And we can't continue to bring pressure from the corner. You know, they're going to pick up on that kind of stuff. You know, the slot pressure, it can be done here and there, but that can't be your base pressure package yeah. like it was against Montana. I mean, we did that, you know, five, six, seven times, something like that. Yep. Yeah, and you got to see the edge get in. Like I said, I think the D rush, I'm interested to see how the rush D does this week actually against a legitimate attack. Um, I thought for the most part last week they held up okay. But, I mean, and that's for three quarters of the game. Let's call the last quarter a little bit of tired at that point. But for three quarters of the game, I thought Tuli had some good push at times and got in there. I thought you saw the DNs kind of okay but not making plays, right? More or less in their spots but not really making great plays. And then – key is is just having those guys soak up blocks against this team in particular because you need to have you you got to have eddie free eddie needs to be free and you got to have tafisi or sermon show up like they like sermon is notorious for making the play two or three yards downfield like he needs to be there at the line of scrimmage if not in the backfield yeah he played i say sermon is one of those guys too where you you watch it every once in a while and it's like okay Like, oh, maybe it's coming together. You know what I mean? And maybe it's clicking. And quite frankly, Sermon's a great follow on social media. Dude's hilarious. But his 
play on the field sometimes that leaves a little something to be desired. I thought Tafisi actually looked pretty decent last week in a little bit of time he had played, but I don't think it's a there's any upgrade there from what Sermon's given you. And you really need you great if Danny Hammer made it back at some point, you know, to actually jump in and provide some, you know, maybe a little more speed, a little more movement compared to those two guys. Because Tafisi's he moves okay, but he's big. Sermon's a little bit slow, um, which. If that's the case, then Sermon needs to be the run support guy. Like, we need more out of him in run support because it's obvious last week that Montana picked on those two in the center, you know, Eddie and Sermon both in the middle of the field when it came to passing and um, dropping it off to the running back or whatever it may be at the center. Yeah, Sermon, I mean, for me, it's just he just he reads the game. He's just not – he just doesn't react quick enough. He's just – he's too slow. He's there, but to be successful, to be a good, you know – counterpart to Eddie he's got to get downhill a lot sooner a lot faster Tafisi I mean we talked about it last podcast or I talked about it he it'd be nice if he could make that jump but he missed a crucial you know the quarterback steps up in the pocket drops Tafisi shakes him out of his socks and runs for like 12 yards um great we actually did get pressure on that and Tafisi's right there with the quarterback one-on-one doesn't make the play Later on in the game, he's out in the, out in space with the running back. Doesn't use the sideline to his advantage. Doesn't use his helpers inside, and you know, so that's Tafisi's thing. He's clearly, like you said, a little bit bigger guy. He's not great in space, but he should be good at run filling. If that, yeah, I mean, he should be able to fill a gap. But. Well, I think if we can, if you stop the run, you actually put, if you can make Michigan a little more one dimensional, that puts us in a good spot because they're, from an offensive standpoint, they're similar to us, right? Yeah. They want to be able to run the ball and move it. They have, I don't know if I'd call their quarterback more experienced than Demo, but he is, I guess. He's played more games, right? So he's, and he's <laughs> obviously had a better showing than Dylan last week, so maybe there's that. But if we can put him in passing situations, especially with, uh, what is it, Ronnie Bell? Bell being out. Bell being out, that's going to give us a lot of potential to really play. And that plays our strength, right? If they're passing, that plays into the teeth of our defense, which is the secondary. Yeah. And that, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure what they're what their team looks like uh, behind bell i don't know what their other the rest of the receiving core looks like i don't really know a lot about their running backs but i agree if we can make them one-dimensional especially make them pass the ball that that's where we're strong at so but you know they're gonna have a lot of talented players they're gonna have deep yeah. skill position they're gonna have a lot of highly rated recruits coming out that are gonna be able to come out on the field and be able to pass the eye test and be able to run so and i think that's where with Bell out, that puts pressure on them, pressure on their quarterback to make plays and then establish the run. So that means we just got to get after them early. For, for me, I'd like to see the defense come out from the jump, basically, and be aggressive. I don't want Jimmy to sit back and play his between-the-20s soft-ass defense, you know, and then try to tighten up around goal line. Like, I want to see him come out. You got a good cornerback situation. Their safeties are a little bit unproven, but... Fuck it, we got nothing to lose. Let's just roll with it. You go your... D, do you go D first or offense first if you have the choice for Jimmy? <laughs> I'm not putting the offense out there I say first. that seems like a tough one. I'm deferring to the second yeah. half. But uh, last week our only decent drive was the first drive. Yeah, so maybe Donovan can script 10 plays that actually work. He can't put anything else together. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But no, I just, I'd like to see our defense come out, um, find a pass rush. You know, Savvy hasn't really had a game yet. It'd be nice if this is kind of his come out or um, – uh, Trice, Trice, one of those two, that'd be great. Um, I think the secondary two, I'd like to see. And it's not that they played bad last year, last week. I mean, they just need some more plays. Like you thought for a second, there's maybe some momentum coming when Bookie had that blitz off the edge, knocked the pass down, and almost picked it. I think, mm-hmm. I think without 
the quarterback didn't tackle him. He probably he might get that actually. Yeah. He was close. I, the quarterback kind of held him back. So you thought that was going to kind of be. I thought that might be a spark last week and kind of get him going. Didn't obviously end up happening because the offense rolled out a turd after that. But in this defense that might be what they need. They just need one of those one of those big yeah. plays, and the next thing you know, it's they get rolling. Like, yeah, it's well, confidence. In the, I mean, Kyler and. Trent were locked down on the edge. There was nothing yeah. happening on the edge. I mean, even some of the short plays they tried to do, quick comebacks, trying to get first downs, Montana did a couple times. I mean, they were both there. They were sitting on it. They're ready to go. Yeah. I'd like to see – I mean, the safeties didn't really have a chance to be more involved last week, but there was some key missed tackles from them coming down in the box. Um, you'd like to see this week Cam or Dom or Asa or uh, Julie Servin, one of those guys make a play this week, whether it be a pick whether it be come down and big rust, run stuff tackle, um, save a you know pass deflection on an over the top pout ball, whatever maybe because they're actually going to get tested. Whereas Montana didn't. This I mean, week they're going to get tested. What was Montana's biggest throw? Fifteen yards? I don't I mean, even think that. They threw like a glance route on McDuffie and on that touchdown drive that was yeah twelve to fifteen yards or something like that. But outside of that, there is no test. I mean that's why it's funny. I was looking at like the PFF grades this week, and you're like, where in the hell are all our our DBs? I didn't think they played that bad, but. They didn't have any plays going at them to do anything. Yeah. You know? I think and Montana had 100 yards passing on them or something like yeah. that. So. so you need to see the DBs make a play because this is actually a time when they're going to be tested. It's not Montana rolling out receivers that are, you know, they'd start for us, obviously, because our current situation is ugly, but they wouldn't start at a, at a Power 5 level. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is the defense needs to come out and set the tone. Obviously, that's what, that's the strength of our team right now. And I want them to set the tone. I want them to be aggressive from the jump. Um, they got nothing to lose. I mean, you might as well come out and put it all out on the field. Um, and hopefully the offense can build off of that. And maybe the defense can make something happen and that gets the offense rolling. But I think you, you need a spark early. Like, yeah. Where is the – And if we're going to force, what, seven punts and we only return one, Yeah. I think we fair caught or or just didn't return oh, yeah, the yeah, rest a handful of them. of them that let bounce. Or... I mean – I mean, we gotta get some returns. If if McDuffie's not gonna take it, like put Giles back. Somebody, I mean, yeah, somebody that put well, put, put McGrew, McGrew back there. Yeah. yeah, put McGrew back there. I mean, I if you're gonna force that good. many punts, you know, we need to make make some plays in this in the special teams game and and flip the field because field position is gonna be yeah. big tomorrow. Well, I get if you're concerned too about McDuffie taking a hit, you know, in that right coming up, running up on a punt, and taking a hit. They're probably telling him to be careful. He's cornerstone of the defense, so well, that's he, fine. But put put McGrew in. Yeah, I think that's why they pulled Giles out of kick return. Yeah. Well, one, we didn't have that many receivers, but I think they were just worried about either him getting tired or maybe yeah. taking a shot, and then we lose another receiver. So that's why they put Davis back there. Yeah, I think but, McGrew, I don't know. McGrew doesn't, it's hard to say if he gives you a spark because he's been doing returns some on the kickoff side for a year or two now and hasn't really done much. He's had actually a couple of decent ones last year and the year before, if I remember well, right. Well, he's, he's your Aaron Fuller. He's just yeah. a safe guy. He catches the ball, maybe gets you 5, 10, 15 yards. He may not crease one, but I mean... Which is shocking that we're sitting here talking about that. <laughs> How in the hell do we not have one guy who you're like, alright, that is... Uh, who was the dude back in the day, the dude who used to always catch... Joe Jarzinka. He used to just get massacred every time he yeah. caught because he never knew what a fair catch was. I he don't wasn't. Think. He refused to fair catch the ball. <laughs> Granted, he didn't. I don't remember him making a ton of plays, but I do remember him getting lit up a bunch. Like but to where a point is, where teams were literally walk, running down and teeing yeah, off on him. But where is Dante? Where is the John Ross? I Okay, those guys are two pretty special players from what they did. But Dante, you know, was a, was a solid athlete, just a smart player who got it done. John Ross, obviously special from the speed side. But where is that guy on our team right now? Well, 
I think McDuffie is that guy. Yeah. I think, you know, maybe a Kyler Gordon. Some, you have some athletes yeah. that could do it. I just don't know if Pete – or, sorry, Jimmy emphasizes special teams as much as Pete did. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they had – if you looked on the kickoff return, punt return, like there was – it was all dudes. It was starters playing they, a lot yeah. of those positions. Yeah. The punt team had, what, Kyler and Trent, mm-hmm. both on the wingers as the gunners. I mean – So – I don't know. That's what I'd like to see from the defense. I think we both agree we need a we need a pass rush. I mean that's pretty standard stuff. Um, we need the linebackers to play free and get downhill. Um, if we can make them one dimensional, I think that'd be huge. Play into our pass pass defense. That's obviously our strength. Um, flipping to the other side of the ball. <laughs> this uh, it's been the talk all week. Um, it's I don't know. So offensively. I don't really know what to expect. I don't know if they're going to make wholesale changes. I don't know if they're going to come out and do the same exact three or four formations and try to run A-gap power. I mean, what are we what are we thinking from this? I don't know. I mean, it, it it's going to depend some on personnel. Let's see who's playing. It sounds like, I mean, it's all rumor, Twitter sphere verse right now, but it sounds like maybe uh, Bynum could be back, potentially. Um Rome, it sounded like he's out, but who knows? I, we have no real idea. Biden Jaylen's, was in practice all week, right? Yeah, I, it's what it sounded like. Jalen's in town, yeah. according to his, uh, his Snapchat. Which, <laughs> how does Jalen still have a Snapchat? <laughs> Could you imagine if he did that with Pete, with oh. in Coach Pete's tenure, if he posted that pic of him oh, getting surgery done? His, Pete would have lost his <laughs> shit. <laughs> Pete would have had him running hand running around the the field with his phone in his hand the whole time, turning it off. Probably. Yeah. It's shocking, but. It, he's in town. I don't know if that means anything because, like I was telling you, I thought I saw um, on one of the Husky videos, the team videos last night of uh, ZTF boarding the plane and getting on. He's got a pretty recognizable hairdo there, so it's usually pretty easy to put, call him out. So whether that actually means anything, I don't know. Usually injured guys long-term don't travel, but, yeah. you know, it's a, kind of a big game. Maybe they're just bringing him out to kind of get him acclimated to the atmosphere. Maybe he's healthy. I don't know. He was in. He had his surgery, what, three weeks ago? It's either a hand or a wrist. Not really sure exactly what it is, but I mean, three weeks post surgery is pretty quick to be back to playing D one football. Yeah, I don't. I mean, no matter what it is, maybe it's just a hand, a broken hand, and maybe you could come back from that. Like I could see that, but um, I don't know. It's hard to say that that's the case. So, yeah. so offensively, obviously we can't run the ball. You know, sixty yards. It's not going to cut it. It does. It didn't cut it versus the Montana Grizzly. It's not going to cut it versus Michigan on the road. Um, Donovan, hopefully Jimmy took him into a back room and you know took him out to the woodshed <laughs> and gave him a talking to. Filled the team sock with bars of soap and yeah, something. I mean, this. Hopefully <laughs> they had a nice chit chat. Um, I look to see Donovan hopefully, hopefully, be a little more dynamic Saturday, meaning try some different stuff. Um, I'm going to assume that he held a lot back last week, trying not to put anything on film for Michigan. And maybe with the receivers, too. And with the receivers, although they threw the ball 40-plus times. How do you hold anything back when you throw that much? Yeah. So my guess is he's got hopefully some different formations that he didn't show last week that they can come out with, you know, create some some issues for the defense, you know, formationing them up a little bit. Um, For the love of God, I hope they throw the ball down the damn field. Um, we well, that's not... what we were talking about, right, on the way over. It, yeah. that, like, we, as we were driving to the airport at 4 a.m. this morning, we were talking about this, saying, why in the hell do you not just take a shot? Yeah. Against Montana's secondary, I, I don't care what it is, but at some yeah. point in the huddle, 
Taj comes up, or Dylan, whoever it is, says, let's just take a shot. I don't give a damn if there's three guys on him, right? You're going to run. I'm going to run one guy up the scene, one guy up, out, out on the edge, right? Giles up uh, a post Giles, on the Giles side. Giles up the seam, draws the yeah. safety. You get one-on-one outside. Cade coming up the middle, and then you get Taj on the, on the other and, side running the fade, right? And you just say, Dylan, you're throwing it to one of those guys. I don't give yeah. a shit what you do. You hold the ball for two seconds, and then you let it fly and make goddamn sure it goes over 25 yards. And that, and just give him a chance. Are we sure that he can D1 throw over 25 a. yards? <laughs> well, he can. I, I have. Mean, I've yet to see that this season. That's I know the last shocking year. thing. You hear all the reports from practice saying, "Oh, they're going downfield." You hear, see some of the videos. Um, you see some of this stuff coming out, and it's like, okay, maybe things are changing, right? Maybe Donovan's turned a corner. And actually, what did Jimmy talk about when he was talking to higher offensive coordinator? He wanted to see a more vertical passing game. He said that how many times? Mm-hmm. And be vertical in their approach. Okay, well, Donovan's obviously vertical in the run game because he clearly doesn't know what a stretcher is or a toss <laughs> because we didn't run a single goddamn one of those in the last game, it didn't mm-hmm. seem like. But he's not vertical in the passing game. Every single route that we watched, I mean, right, you can only see so much, but why is there – why can we only run a 15-yard turnout as our best play from a past just 10 yards? In breaking in, slants. Yeah, and in a slant. Like, how many times downs. have we seen that? We saw that get us in trouble a couple years ago when we were playing Oregon. They tried to run the slant on fourth down with Puka, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out, right? That, yeah. Why are we making it so difficult on ourselves? And for God's sake, if you're going to run that, where is the sluggo? That is my favorite route. That is a money route. You're running slants as much as we do. There has got to be a sluggo in there yeah. to go ahead and just make the defense well, press. And you call it in a third and three. Well, I think you know that's you're run the, the point is there's no creativity. Yeah. He is very stuck in the 90s. Like, there's just – you're running a slant, and that's what you're running. That's what I called. That's what you run. There's no – you know, no pivot route, you know, a slant return. There's no sluggo. There's there's nothing like a stick and nod. There's none of that. Like, there's yeah. nothing creative about his route concepts that, that we've seen yet. Maybe they're in the playbook. He's just not calling them. I don't know. But I, well, that's the offense is just not – I said this last week. It's just not dynamic. It's very yeah. basic. And maybe that was his game plan. He thought we could get away with that. I, I mean, I'm not obviously not in the, the meetings, but – I'm hoping this week that he comes out with yeah. something. Well, and Jimmy, it's, it's hilarious because you think about what Jimmy said when he wanted to hire a coordinator, right? Vertical passing game, and he wants to be multiple, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're multiple in the sense that we run a bunch of different sets, two tight ends. but I mean, we don't really do much bunch, which we did. seemed like we did quite a bit previously last year, but I didn't see much of it on last Saturday. We were on shotgun, two wide receiver sets, single back. I didn't see hardly any of Jack Westover in the backfield, which I'd love to see. Westover yeah. is a good player, knows what he's doing. You know what to expect out we, of him. We could have used the H-back yeah. last week. That lead blocker, you know, take on that well, Especially with the way they're slanting, yeah. right? If they're slanting across the gaps and getting across the linemen's faces, if you have one guy to come in and clean up that first person getting through, right, mm-hmm. and allow Dick, who needs to slow down in his running attack, this is why, this is why Gaskin – Miles Gaskin, my man, was so good, right? Yeah. Because he was able to sit and pick the piece together. He was right? patient. That's, yeah, he was slow then, through, fat, you know, slow to the ball, fast through. You it's know, the same thing we talked about with Savant. Like, why, why in the world, right? Savant is a great runner and he can do some things really good. He's a great change of pace guy. But when Miles was running, Miles was perfect for the offense because he yeah. was able to pick through it, right? The scheme set up so he could pick through it. The problem with Savant was he always ran too fast to the hole mm-hmm. and didn't let it develop. Right, and it's great when he's running stretch. It's great when he's trying to get outside, get him in space, or throw the ball to those guys. That works great. You need a more patient runner. I think, like I said, I think Cam could be that guy. I like Cam's running style. I think I don't know. I've always been kind of uh, like milk toast with with Newton. 
in that I don't think I don't know that I see him as that every down guy you know and I think last week you saw he how many times did he peel out and went to the turf on his own or trip on his own yeah. because he's running too fast to the line or how many times did he run straight into the back of the defenders which which uh Davis did too but I'd like to see a little more patient running if you're running that concept where you're kind of blocking down across the board and you're not pulling as much then we need to see those guys be a little patient and find the holes and quite frankly the offensive line just needs to get their heads across yeah. right and they actually need to own the line of scrimmage Wattenberg is probably so Wattenberg got blown like, up a he, lot oh how do you get blown up by I don't know what 260 pound nose Dan Avalu or whatever he Benny got hurt I think Benny got hurt for a minute Bulow 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 sorry I got them mixed up but I, I mean as much as Huff talked about how great he was all camp that guy he was terrible yeah like I mean, the whole line can. There's not even even Kirkland. I didn't think had a great no. job. He did re- he did well in pass block. Kirk, pass Kirk pro, all right here and there. I saw some yeah. good things, but I also saw him get beat a few times. Kirkland was okay in pass pro, but you gotta. I mean, I don't know. I look at is our is our line too big? It, it looked like it. It's quite possible. You know, like we never saw Nick Harris getting blown up to that extent outside of playing Bama and you know Auburn. Even right? Bama is what yeah, like a true as freshman, a freshman, true held, freshman he held, held okay. Water. Compared to, I mean, relative, right? But he definitely wasn't getting blown back in Montana, you know. I think they just were flat. I think that those guys can do their thing. They just, they were flat and they, I don't know. They just, they seemed, they weren't fresh. They didn't but, seem like they're firing off the ball. They didn't seem, like yeah. they were slow to get off the ball. Maybe maybe that's because they're too big. I don't know. But, but then who's the offensive leader to fix that, you know? Well, it sure doesn't sound like Dylan. Dylan looked, you know, scared last week, surprisingly, which it doesn't seem like Dylan's attitude. Yeah. Last year... At least, you know, after the so what we played, we had it was the Utah game really when you started to see a little fire come out of him, right? When he made lead that comeback drive, the Arizona game, even that, right? He had the good plays, right? Started to throw the ball a little bit more. Oregon State was, let's call it his first game. They mm-hmm. went, didn't really throw the ball. I thought he actually threw it okay. Well, for a guy, but you that, at least saw a little bit of fire. A little bit for of a guy that they're saying is taking that next step. Yeah. It's his second year and, you know, being a starter. You just didn't and see owning it. The he, huddle? If yeah. you go back and look at the look at his face on on the TV, he's just blank face, like yeah. nothing, just stoic, just nothing. Oh well, um, yeah, when is he sitting in the huddle and doing the Joe Kane? You know, let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. You know what I mean? Like when is you? I remember just sitting there at your house watching the game and being like, "What in the world? Where's something? I can yeah. see you calling the plays." Well, that's get from. Let's go. We're doing this right now. We're scoring on this drive. Yeah, and maybe it happened. You know, like we obviously we're watching it on the TV, but. You know, maybe he had some fire there on the sideline, but it's hard to say. You know, I didn't see any of it, and it doesn't sound like any like, of that was happening. Getting back to the game, I think the biggest thing is they can't come out flat like that. The offensive line has got to set the standard, set the tone. They got to fire off the ball. I mean, we <laughs> against Michigan, they're going to wreck us. It's going to be just like last week, but worse. They're going to drop forty on us if the yeah. defense is on the field as much as they were last week. I can't imagine they're going to hold up as long. I do trust that our defense can be stout but I think if they're on the field as much as they were against Montana Montana did a lot of three and outs after we you know I don't see that with Michigan yeah. Michigan's gonna put drives together they're yep. gonna move the ball a little bit we, oh, yeah. we need to expect that but they're too much talent not the so. offense absolutely cannot go first down one yard run a got power second down stretch right to the strong side two yard run and then have third and seven or eight and try to run fucking Otten on a slant route over the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who do you so if Bynum's playing like we kind of think he might? If Bynum's playing, 
you have Bynum, Giles, and Taj. Who are you playing in the slot? Are you playing playing Bynum or Giles? Because Bynum's Bynum's good in the slot. So Bynum is that's his, his better slot. position. But actually, like he plays more. He's actually like more Rack outside. down there. Racanelli. Racanelli. Yeah, he has, I don't know. It's hard to say. He I don't really think do he's a, he's not an outside. That's because I don't think he's an outside receiver. They yeah. played him outside last week, and I think that might have been because of depth. I think his true spot is down inside. Well, he definitely should have been in on that that last drive instead of Colt. Yeah. Right, he's a bigger body. If you want him to block a little bit, whatever. But he he was a, he's a better pass catcher, I think, than Colt. Well, I'd like to see Quentin Moore, Quentin Moore come out and play yeah. a little bit. He's a little bit longer, rangier tight end. He's more of a who was a receiver, I think, in high school, kind of transitioned as he grew, and I think he's got more skills to be able to be a better pass catcher. Right, Otten is a known commodity. Otten's great. Right, there's nothing wrong with what Otten does, but you need to compliment him. I'm fairly certain that Michigan's going to scheme to take oh, Otten yeah. out of the damn game. Yeah. They're going to spy. I'd be sitting on him. I mean, you just have to put two linebackers sitting right in the middle. Otten runs. They've been running him on two routes, right? He just runs a, a quick stick in the middle, right? Or he's running out or an in off of it, right? He's he's not doing anything crazy. At least last game he wasn't. Yeah. And that's where you need to be. And Donovan needs to be more creative. Get him up the seam, mm-hmm. right? Like they did on the last drive. Get him up the seam running between the safeties. Make the safeties pull in. Then you have one-on-one on the outside, right? Or get him up the middle and get him the damn ball. So Run him a dig behind the linebackers. Move Morris out of the pocket, right? So he has some more time yeah. to be able to do this. And let, this Morris needs to know that he can run, too. This is something we talked about last week is the offense needs to be more dynamic in a sense of, just like you said, roll the pocket, you know, formation these guys. You know, condense your formations. You know, don't just sit in the heavy sets. You know, bring your receivers down in the box. You can run play action, run over routes, similar to, like, you know, the 49ers and the Rams do this kind of stuff. Um it's a way to kind of release your guys across to the other side of the field. We didn't see any flood concepts, you know, with Dylan rolling out or anything like play. Act- I mean, well, we did see a little bit of play action boot, but but in just, obvious situations yeah, when it's second it, and nine, you know, and you're lining up in two tight end sets and obviously going to go for it. You yeah. know, it's it shocking how <laughs> Donovan is running things yeah. and putting this up there. Screen plays, screens. Oh, yeah. Not there's Especially no screen with the games with them blitzing yeah. screens. I'd like to see that this week because you're going to see similar stuff. Michigan is, you know, they like to mix up their defense. Um, I didn't watch a ton of them last week. I watched a little bit. I believe they run a 3-4. They're going to be a little bit multiple as far as one high, two high safeties. But we got to watch out for 97. That's their guy, uh, Hutchinson. Yeah. He's he's an outside linebacker, Yeah, I think. He's going to be your our kind of like our buck position. You know, he's going to drop into coverage. He's going to rush. Um, but I think the biggest thing is look look for some screens, you know, to the running back over the middle, you know, tunnel screens outside, you know, some laterals, just get the defense moving side to side so they can't just, you know, tee off on Dylan in the pocket. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's funny. If you're Michigan's D coordinator, what are you doing this week? <laughs> My first call is over Montana. I'm like, hey, guys, yeah, mind sending me over what you were done? Because, I mean, I can see it on tape, but <laughs> how easy is it? You're just slanting across the face of the linemen they're towards slant, the strength of the field. They're slanting strong. They're looping their D, you know, their D yeah. line. Uh, they're and overloading, sit, and you're sitting in the middle on on. A big thing is they're overloading. They're getting numbers to where they get four on three, three on two, that type of stuff. They're just they're bringing box, backers down in the box, and then yeah, they're sitting. There's their linebackers just sitting in the middle of the field yep. between the hashes because they know Dylan doesn't throw anything outside yeah. of the fucking hashes. Which is why you got to get Dylan moving to make those guys move out of the middle to open up Otten. And if they don't move out of the middle, Dylan's got to use his feet. Yep, and that will help free up Otten if Dylan is moving his feet better because the linebackers don't just get to sit there and stare at Otten the whole time, right? Yeah. And he didn't do that. Did he run once last week? 
I don't I don't call think him so. Scrambling. And he that was I think key. he tried to on one, but he got tripped from behind. Yeah. And that was a key part of the Utah comeback last year, right? Yep. Wasn't it Utah where he got lit up running for the first down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that and that's something that he needs to do more. Gets him going. It's an easy way to pick up yards and it provides another wrinkle that the defense needs to pay attention. And quite frankly, I mean this is what a normal uh quarterback coach would help teach you. To yep. teach Dylan, right? When does he need to drop the ball and run, right? Mm-hmm. And when does he need to check down? And he can't always be checking down the running backs and getting them lit up across the middle because yeah. of the linebackers. I mean, how many times did Dick get lit up last week? Well, Catch the, the ball one where and he just laid took one in the teeth, too. yeah. So, so I think the biggest thing this week is I want to see some sort of vertical passing game. It ha- yeah. I mean, even if we have to force this, like, it has to be there. Test their quarterbacks outside when you get that one-on-one situation. Um, I'd like to see... And I don't know if this is something that they just don't allow or if Dylan just doesn't have the confidence to do it. I'm not really sure. But I'd like to see them check out a place. Like, because there's times where they come out in a formation and the defense overloads to the, like, they just match us. Oh, you yeah. can tell from the jump, okay, we're running stretch to the strong side. The defense is already motioned over. They're, they're set up to, to stop the, the, the play. Yeah. And we don't check out of it. We don't have anything that, like, Donovan needs to run some out of passing sets and run and pass some out of running sets, yeah. which he is not doing. And he is not being creative in his play calling. He's not even running – even in his running sets, he's not even running counters last week, right? Mm-hmm. We ran a couple traps, but we didn't run any – I don't remember running any counters last week. Counters, it's shocking. tosses, I mean, just anything. Yeah, my four-year-old could have called out what was happening on each play. It's that <laughs> obvious. You, Anybody who's watched football or played football for any amount of time is sitting there looking at Donovan saying, what are you doing, dude? Like, Jimmy has got to be saying that. Jimmy is a good defensive coach. Gregory has a ton of experience coaching defense. Those guys have got to be sitting there looking at the play and seeing the play calls on the field going, my God, is this really what we're putting out? Yeah. Like, it's, it's completely shocking. It's yeah. crazy. And maybe there's, you know, there's obviously an execution factor. You know, you don't call a play because you think it's not going to work. But, come on, like, there's a lot of those plays where you're setting yourself up for failure. And they need to either put the onus on Dylan to try and check out of it or Donovan needs to be checking out of it from the sideline. Line up, have Dylan stand up, look at Donovan, and make a change if we need to, right? Do and that's when they're not doing A lot of teams yeah. do the check with me. Call two plays when you're walking up to the line, right? You're calling, you know, a trap and you're calling a – a short pass play, a play action or something, right? And you call two plays at the line, and Dylan has a call to tell you which one we're doing, right, based off what the defense is lining up. And it's not it's not a complicated I thing. Guess what we're getting at is creativity. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem to be any. So this week, hopefully they made some of those changes. Um, receivers, it sounds like we get a few guys back, hopefully. Um, tight ends-wise, I'd like to see him, you know, explore some of those other guys, you know. I, I don't really want to see Westover line up in a slot on second and 19 and run a fucking seam route. Like, he's well, yeah, a, Westover I, should be used where he works. Yes. Right? Um, I don't want to see second and 19 and Giles is running a bubble route on orbit motion. Like, down the field, crossing route, something. I mean, I, I don't know, whatever. You know, see, let's see some concepts. Um, so that's what I'm going to be looking for. Now we're actually going to be in the stadium. I'll be able to see the whole field instead of the TV picture where you can only see so much, you can't see everything. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Dylan is seeing and what he's not seeing, I guess, you could, you know, what we what we can see from the stadium. Um, I'm going to be pissed piss drunk, so I don't know if I'll be able to see much. <laughs> I'm, we'll see how it goes. 8 o'clock kickoff, right, local? You, I believe so, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's trouble. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's trouble. That's a long time to extend the pregame. And, and you forgot your son, your glasses at home, so yeah. that's going to be an issue, too. It's going to so. be a sporting time. Um, but, yeah, so for me, definitely we got to find out that run game. This offensive line is highly touted. You know, 
preseason. Everybody felt like it was going to be a legit, you know, offensive line as a unit. Didn't see it last week. We need to see it this week. Um, it's going to be crucial as far as if we can make this happen. Um, passing game, we have to have something vertical. I mean, something. Yeah. Just enough to keep Throw them honest. Throw it twice down the field over somebody's head by five yards. Just you have to. something to keep the defense honest so they can't just sit and tee off and load the box. Um, so that's what I'm going to be looking for. Running backs-wise, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I like definitely, like I said last week, I want to see more McGrew. Um, give him a shot. Cho- give him a shot. He doesn't necessarily need to start, but I'd like to see him sprinkled in there a little bit more. Well, it's funny how he's fallen, and I don't think I don't think it's a knock on uh, Newton or Davis on what they're doing. I think they need more time to get going. You know, I don't think either of them ran enough last week in in consecutive sets to get going. Yeah. Right, and I think running backs get that. You saw that with Miles. Mm-hmm. Like Miles would just wear on defense. The U killer. Like he would just every time we played Utah. Third quarter would come around and Miles just starts ripping off six and seven yard plays mm-hmm. constantly, and you don't see they, they just don't have the time. And I don't know that that stable process they do. I don't know if that allows you to do it. Same thing we saw with in the Oregon State game last year, where McGrew comes in and just they pound it down Oregon's throat, run, run, run. It was like seven plays, eighty yards, and they slammed it down Oregon's throat for that second touchdown. And then they McGrew hardly plays the rest of the game, and they're running dick and they're struggling to grind it out. You know, it, it, you got to find. Find a way to get somebody in rhythm. You need you need your bell cow. Um, yeah. And I don't. We obviously don't know who that is yet, but we gotta figure it out. And I think the sooner we figure that out, they get some cohesion with the line. Then you can take that those other guys and kind of sprinkle them in here and there for a change of speed. Um, but anything else on the game that you'd like to see? No. What's your prediction? <sighs> positive vibes. All Mich- positive Michigan vibes. is currently, according to ESPN, a six and a half point favorite. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm going to go – I don't even know what the over-under is. So I don't know. I think it was like 50 earlier 50. in the week. Oh, man, positive vibes. <laughs> we transitioned. We turned the corner on the fly from here to Salt Lake. We got yep. upgraded into an exit aisle, so things are kind of going our way. I'm pretty sure, you know, that's a sign. The extra leg space. Yeah, the Michigan guy got stuck in his seat still, so, you know, yep. things are turning our way. Yep. So I'm going to go – Man, um, I think I'll take. I'm seeing twenty-eight, twenty-three. No, yeah, twenty-eight, twenty-three dogs. Okay. Positive vibes. <laughs> positive, <laughs> positive vibes. Donovan's gonna get it turned around. Demo's finally gonna grab his nuts and make some plays. Yeah, I'm seeing um, like. Uh, okay, I, if I uh, you know <laughs> run that positive vibes train, <laughs> I'm thinking like a twenty-four, twenty-one, twenty-four, seventeen. Uh, maybe like even like a 24. I could see us holding them to a, a decent amount of field goals, right? Like if our offense doesn't get going, like I could see us holding them to three or four field goals because our defense tends to bow up a little bit usually yeah, once they bad. get in tighter in space. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we – and that's been something that we've done in the past. It hasn't been a characteristic the last couple of years, I don't think, as much. But hopefully we can do that and kind of limit them to field goals. So I see something like a 24-17 or maybe like a 24 24- even like a twenty four sixteen or something, right? Where you're holding them to, to maybe There's, like a twenty sixteen. It's a, it's a Saturday night, yes, uh, ABC game. Dude, it's be the exciting, national game. Right? How could you? It's, how could how could well, there no, not my, be what I'm getting at? Me. Yes, there's going to be energy. There's going to be a big play somewhere. Yeah. Is it going to be the Huskies? Is it going to be Michigan? There's going to be a pick six, a, a block field goal, a, a punt. You know, something, return, something. Yeah. You know, we just need that to be on the dog side. So. 
Um, Positive vibes. Yeah. So let's talk about the rest of the Pac-12 before we wrap up. Um, the other big game uh, at the shoe, we got Oregon traveling to Ohio State. Uh, the Buckeyes are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? <laughs> the Buckeyes, I don't <laughs> care. I hate the Buckeyes, but goddamn, any, anybody who plays Oregon, I hope they get butchered. So yeah, I – well, as much as I – you know, obviously I'm a dog fan, so I'm not a huge – I'm not pulling for Oregon, but it would help the conference. It would actually help you dub if Oregon could win. Who cares? And then at a later point we come in and, you know, beat the Ducks. But No, the most important thing is Oregon is bad. They're our biggest competitor in every facet of the yes, game. Pac-12 I, North, recruiting, anything. Oregon needs to lose. This back-to-pack stuff is so stupid. Oregon needs to lose, and they always need to lose. Right? We need to just own them. Because right now, they are kicking our shit in, and we need to t- change that narrative. Um, hopefully that changes, but, you know, they need to lose. I, I agree to a point, yes, but I also, again, if the Pac-12 does not start winning some of these games, we will never get the respect that we want. And these kids are going to continue to leave the left coast, and they're going to go east. That's why every fucking quarterback that's on a prominent team is pretty much from uh, uh, from the California yeah. area. Oh yeah. I mean, I SC, just, SC's two top quarterbacks aren't even from California. Yeah, but we need to be a more powerful brand in ourselves. Right? Well, I, well, UW I needs to be elevated up high enough that we actually can. Take and that's that. why you elevate Oregon, then you take Oregon down, and that elevates yeah. us. Uh, disagree to disagree. Anything I could. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Listen, if the Ducks lose or they get smashed, I'm not going to be mad about it. If USC it. wins, okay. If you know Arizona State gets stronger, I'm fine with that. But you can't. No. No. Okay, no. so Ohio State. You got Ohio State covering oh, the yeah. 14? Fuck yeah. Okay. I'm well, actually going to go out on a limb here. Like I'm going to take Oregon not to win. I'm going to take Oregon to cover the points. Uh, I still got Ohio State winning. Hey, how about uh, Oregon activating those DBs that were riding around with the yeah, airsoft right. shocker of the century? Crystal Ball comes out. You know what? They repented. I'm glad. Yeah, found Jesus in the last right two weeks. Right before the biggest game of the season. <laughs> shocker. Nobody saw that one coming. Yeah. Um, and then we don't know about Thibodeau yet, do we? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to it. I know he got he got rolled up on, but I'm not sure if he's back or not yet. Um, I guess I should have thought about that for me in my pick. I'm still going to take Ohio State to win, but I'm going to have Oregon to cover the points, the 14-and-a-half, on the road. Um, Texas A&M traveling to Colorado. A&M is a 17-point favorite. Who you got? I mean, I didn't watch that much college football last week. I was up camping in the woods, uh, reeling the defeat. Um, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Texas A&M, though. I mean, I think they're just a more powerful team. Colorado's kind of fallen off the last couple of years i don't think they have any of that momentum like they had yeah i watched ago. i watched colorado play the the fighting ed mccaffrey's um it they didn't they didn't look <laughs> the fighting mccaffrey's <laughs> the fighting ed mccaffrey's he's the head coach at northern colorado oh, yeah and then his son isn't his son there dylan, dylan, dylan or whatever was, i yeah. think he Who was who's a michigan, michigan transfer yeah. i believe and his other brother i think is on the coaching staff as well um no i watched uh easy ed uh, take an L against Colorado, and it wasn't. I mean, Colorado didn't look amazing. They played a strong game. They played a stout game. I mean, they didn't do anything too special. Um, I, I don't know. They didn't look anything more than the middle of the road team for me. A um, and M, I haven't seen them play, but I know Jimbo's got some things building down there. So I'm going to take A and M to cover pretty easily. Um, even though I know teams traveling to altitude sometimes can be an issue, but I'm I'm still going to have A and M taking that game. Um, Cal on the road going to Fort Worth, um, playing Texas Christian, TCU. TCU's 11.5 point favorite. Um, 
I'll go first this time. Uh, I know Wilner took Cal to cover, right? Isn't that what he did? I, think I believe so. this was his game of the week or whatever when he was talking to Softy. Uh, I'm actually gonna go the other way. I'm gonna take TCU at home. Um, Cal was pretty underwhelming last week to me. Um, I think you know Wilcox just he's still struggling with his offense. They just can't figure that out either. They're kind of similar to the not as bad, but they're similar to the Huskies. They got pretty strong D, but they. They're going up against a potential number one draft pick um, at quarterback from Nevada. That strong kid who played well, but you can tell he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. But I'm going to go TCU to cover this. What do you got? Cal. I think I'll keep it closer. I don't think Cal will win. Okay. All right, next one, we got Portland State. Looks like they are going to the Palouse playing Wazoo. There was no line on this game. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's even, it's even, it's a pick'em. Um, Rolly's about to hit his stride. He's gonna get vaxxed after the game if they win. <laughs> I heard it's on the line. Like it's gonna happen. You know, he probably told his team, "Let's see, you, you know, you win a game, I'll get the first shot." Like we're good. They'll probably give him the J and J one to make sure it's all one and done, and he's gonna be over. So it's all wussy, man. It's yeah, all I got, I got. And again, I don't care. This is where it separates from Oregon and Washington State. I don't give a damn if Washington State wins. All right, they're a little child. Oregon is a totally different beast. For me, I got. I know Portland State lost to Montana last year in the, in the spring, like sick by like seventy, and they got waxed. Um, I don't think they've gotten any better. Um, Wazoo, as much as they looked ridiculous last week, losing to Utah State. Um, I'm going to take them to pick this. I'm going to have them myself. I'm taking Wazoo. Uh, Cal, or sorry, San Diego State on the road going to Arizona. Arizona's a two-point favorite. Arizona. Going with the Wildcats. Should Fish is a little momentum going. Yeah, Fish is a nice upgrade from Mazzoni or whatever. Um, They actually looked decent at times last week, and I watched a little bit of that BYU game. Um, I didn't watch a target, but I watched a little bit. I'm going to go as Arizona as well. Uh, the Holy War. Um, Utah going down to Provo. Seven-point favorites over BYU. I'm going to take Utah to cover. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's my uh, – BYU is my number two most hated team. It's like Oregon and then 20 steps below is BYU, and then everybody else is further below that. So, yeah, yeah Utah. Yeah, I – yeah, I, BYU's all high. Utah's going to hopefully go down there and wax them. I can't stand BYU. Love it when BYU loses. <laughs> all right, you got actually a nice little rivalry. You got uh, Stanford traveling to the Coliseum to take on USC. A couple of lame duck coaches. Uh, you got David Shaw versus Clay Helton. Um, <laughs> too, bad, too bad Clay Helton is putting up more on the recruiting front than Jimmy Lake is. Yeah, that's right, true. that is a, a well, shocker. Helton could sit on the couch and he's got five star yeah. recruits falling in no, his I lap. don't disagree. I mean, but when on God's green earth did we expect Jimmy to come in and recruiting just to fall off the edge of the map? You know, yeah. it's shocking. So, so SC Trojans, 17 point favorites. Um, I'm actually I'm going to take Stanford not to win, but I'm going to take them to cover the points. Rivalry game. Yeah, I think they're going to bounce back. They know they know SC. David Shaw always plays SC strong. Um, I I think SC's probably got a little a little bit more talent. I think they're a little bit better team. I think they still win, but I think Shaw keeps it close and Stanford covers. Who you got? Ditto. Okay. I mean it's yeah. 
All right, let's see here. We got UNLV going to ASU. Um, if the coaching staff is still, I don't know how the hell Herm Edwards still has a job, but they're 34-point favorites. Um, I, I mean, I think ASU is going to smash them. I mean, UNLV lost. Didn't they lose to Eastern last week? Yeah. I think Something like that. Um, 34, that's a pretty big number. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say maybe uh... – I, th- I can see UNLV covering the spread, but obviously Arizona State should win that one. So you got UNLV? Yeah. I'll just for make it interesting, I'm going to go ASU just to get up different picks. Uh, Hawaii traveling to OS, uh, Oregon State, taking on the Beav. Um, 11 point favorites. The Beavers are 11 point favorites. Um, I'm going to take Jonathan Smith. Yeah. I'm going to take the Beav on that one. I'll go Hawaii, actually. To cover the points. I think I think OSU will win. And I actually like I mean Jonathan Smith is finding his way to carve out something there at Oregon State, kinda of being greedy in the way he's coming with players and attracting guys to the transfer portal and whatnot. What I say twenty eight twenty three, UW? Yeah, something like that. I think you said twenty four twenty one. I said yeah, twenty four twenty one. Uh twenty four twenty. Yeah, feel All right, we'll see how we do. Um, anything else to add? Positive vibes. Turn the corner. It's all going up. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. This has got to change. Um, change. I'm hoping for a good game. Um, at least be competitive. Um, well, we're here in Michigan. We're gonna go check the game out. We're gonna go see Softy tonight at some bar wherever he's hosting. That should be fun. Um, I got nothing else. Um, we're signing off from. Ypsilanti, Michigan, or wherever the hell we are. All right? Go dogs.